0: Welcome to the Ron Keel Podcast. I'm your host, the Metal Cowboy. This show is built upon exclusive interviews with celebrities, authors, and entertainment industry insiders. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like buttons, and give the show a five-star rating. It really does help. Find me online at ronkeel.com and enjoy the show. Access granted.
1: The boy is bound to get dirty when he's playing cowboy.
0: Hello? Hello, PJ. Yes. This is Ron Keel.
2: Ron Keel, how are you, pal?
0: I am doing great, man. Are you expecting my call?
2: No, I was. So Rapid City, South Dakota.
0: Call awesome, me. awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. Sioux Falls, actually Sioux Falls, but uh, yeah, the the number's probably Rapid City. This is the studio line, but yeah, I'm in Sioux Falls, man, and it's it's great to talk to you this week. Thanks for your time.
2: Thank you, man. Good pleasure to talk to you.
0: Before we get started, could I get a liner from you? This is PJ Farley. I'm on the streets of rock and roll with Ron Keel, something to that effect. Sure. Yeah.
2: Hey, everybody. This is PJ Farley, and you're li- and. <laughs> Right off the bat. You must have such a great highlight
0: reel. I these. do, man. I've got a great blooper reel. I'll make sure to include you in it. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> oh, you have to. The best. Because I'm always the one telling people, come on, don't do it in one take. That sucks. It's boring. Exactly. Let's hear the good stuff. So I'm on the streets and rock and roll with Ron Keel. Yeah, it will work. Right? Yeah. Okay. Hey everybody, this is P.J. Farley and I'm out on the streets of rock and roll with Ron Keogh. Who else would you like to be on the streets of rock and roll with?
0: Wait and Fade, the lead track from Accent the Change, the new release from P.J. Farley. This guy's career kicked into high gear as the bassist for Trickster. This is his second solo album and his first for Hive Hall music and his first time on the streets of rock and roll. P.J., welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us.
2: Pleasure to be here, man. Pleasure to be
0: here. Congratulations on this new release. It, the songs, the voice, the musicianship, the production are all world-class, man. This thing sounds great. It feels great. What kind of music do you call this? I mean, you got to call it something, and you got to put it in some type of uh, category. What would you call it if somebody asked you on an airplane, hey, man, what kind of music do you play?
2: I don't know. What happened?
0: Uh, We got disconnected and reconnected for some reason. PJ, are you there?
2: I'm here. Oh, recovery mode. We did. Yeah, we We did. We got it. We're back. All
0: right. Well, I got all that. Just tell me, if you're on an airplane and the guy sitting next to you doesn't know who you are, and he asks you, hey, what kind of music do you play? What do you tell him?
2: I tell him guitar-driven rock and roll, but uh, with a couple other layers in there. You know, a little something... um, A little something maybe to make you think as opposed to make you drive fast enough to get a ticket. But, uh, you know, something you can definitely bang your head to.
0: That makes me want to listen to it even more. We played Let It Rain on the show a couple of weeks back, so I wanted to give the audience a taste of something else to kick off our discussion, man. And that track, Wait and Fade, what a great opening track. Strong stuff, man.
2: Thank you, man. I appreciate it.
0: Oftentimes when a show like mine gets the new releases from the label or the publicist, their digital download with just a press release, which is all good, but I haven't read the fine print, PJ. Now, your previous solo album, Boutique Sound Frames from 2016, that was a very self-indulgent album. You wrote all the songs, you played all the instruments, and I love it. Is that the case with this new album as well?
2: No, I did that, I did that on the first record just out of necessity. It wasn't a I wasn't trying to do that. It was just the way I had written and recorded those songs. It was so sporadic that I didn't really feel like calling anybody up and bothering anybody. You know, the songs were easy enough for me to get down. You know, I start out as a drummer, so I can you know boom cha boom cha in the pocket and you know get it down. And um, you know, I know the parts that I hear in my head. And you know, I'm not you know I'm not making Rush records, so. I could pretty much handle for the most part, you know, anything I hear in my head on this record, I wanted to kind of think outside the box a little bit and, you know, get some feels and some people that were better than me, you know, especially like drums. I would like to have the drums have a little bit more movement. So there are a couple songs on this record where I did everything top to bottom. Uh, but the majority of it, I didn't, you know, I didn't have, to, I could just, some songs just vocals and bass. Some songs are vocals, bass and guitar, um, so I was lucky enough to work with a bunch of people that, uh, could lend a hand, whether it's drums or guitars, uh, some background vocals, what have you. So I was eager to get some other, um, taste on the record.
0: Am I correct in assuming that producer engineer Chuck Alcazian mixed this album? He mixed two of the songs. Wow. He's... And
2: actually he played drums on two of the songs. He played, he mixed in Play drums in the first two songs on the
0: record. Wow, that guy's a beast, man. I've worked with him before, and uh, the, the album sounds absolutely yeah. fantastic. Sonic quality is something I'm going to talk about often during this discussion. I'm speaking with PJ Farley, new solo album out, also a founding member of Trickster. And PJ, you've just launched this music video for the first single, Let It Rain. I like the lonely personal concept of this video clip, man. Lonely dude at home with his guitar and his voice <laughs> and his song. Is that your house?
2: No, I was actually uh I was I'm in another band called Ra and I was out in Arizona shooting videos with Ra and I had had the director, I'm like, Hey, if we got some other some time, maybe we can squeeze in my video. And I was like, I, I I had somewhat of a concept and I'm like, man, I don't have a location or anything. We were at Airbnb and that's where that house is. i like, I looked around this house, I'm like, this is perfect. It's kinda dark, kinda yeah. dingy. And I told the rest of the guys in the band, I go, stay in your rooms. I'm going to be running around the house and whatnot. Just kind of giving the illusion I'm going a little stir crazy and whatnot. You know, because the whole theme is I do not want to go outside. I don't want to adult. I don't want to face the day. I just want to skip it, you know, so let it rain. Tomorrow I will take on the world. But for now, leave me the hell alone. And, you know, so that's kind of, it just worked out
0: perfectly. A great song and a great video to accompany that. So we got that straight. It's not your house. Is that actually you laying there in bed without your shirt on? It is. It is. I, I don't even like you anymore, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like the,
2: the, the man with the man without the mask. Right? Oh, honest <laughs> and transparent,
0: taking off the mask—that's fantastic. Great video clip on YouTube just launched for the song, the first single from PJ's new album. The song's called "Let It Rain." You're also very active as a touring musician, touring with both Eric Martin of Mr. Big, as well as being a member of Chris Jericho's band, Fozzy. Do I have that right?
2: Uh, yes, I've been touring with Fazio this year, too, yeah.
0: Fantastic, In your man. hometown, too. We were there over the summer. Man, I know you were here, and I was on the road. I missed it. I'm sorry that I missed it. How did the show go, and how did Sioux Falls treat you?
2: Oh, awesome. It was, it was a breath of fresh air, literally. It was so good to be out, and, you know, it was the first time I was out of my house in five months, so it was, uh, and to, you know, at the Sioux Falls at that time was nowhere near where New Jersey was, so numbers wise so it was it was a little taste of normalcy good
0: so for you great man. great uh,
2: show great
0: crowd it's a great venue too and, and a great rock audience here in the wild wild midwest i'm sorry that i missed it hope oh, to catch yeah. you next time man pj i want to take venue. i want to take you back in time 12 years to the last okay. time i saw trickster it's a day i'll never forget man Rocklahoma. 2008. I was scheduled to play the following day. I actually did end up playing, but that's another story for another time. Trickster was on the main stage, and suddenly this, <laughs> this massive storm descended upon us. Both side stages collapsed, and uh, these were massive side stages as well. I have a personal story about that disaster, but I want to get your take on that day. You remember that?
2: Oh, I absolutely do. That was our first show back in 13 years. We decided to put the band back together and. That was our inaugural uh reunion show. And uh I, I joked that we were so good we blew ourselves off the stage. <laughs> That's a good one. That was <laughs> either that or either that or I say, you know what? God damn it, I knew we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I-, I absolutely remember that. I remember g- coming out on stage that day, seeing a big cloud in the distance. I'm like, okay, no big deal, sun's out, everyone's having a great time. And it started working its way over, man. And then all of a sudden, I felt this cold gust of wind literally lift me up a little bit. Then the Mike Stan went flying up the stage. Next thing you know, lightning, rain. I, I literally got picked up. Somebody picked me up and dragged me up the stage. Said, so that's it. Second stage collapse. We're done here.
0: Yeah, we were scheduled to play on that side stage the following day, so I'm out there watching Trickster and doing a meet-and-greet in the merch tent at the same time when the storm hit. My wife, who's a photographer, actually got a photo of a funnel cloud in the distance. She wasn't my wife then. She was my girlfriend, but... We were in the the merch tent, and the side stage collapsed on top of the tent. We saw that truss and the light rig and the p a come through the roof of that tent. I grabbed her and pulled her out of that wreckage, and we ran for our lives, so she had to marry me. I saved her life, and now we're happily married but man that that is a memory that I will never forget, and I'm glad that everybody uh made it out safely it's a It's a miracle. nobody died that day,
2: yeah. It was, it was amazing. I mean, I think somebody broke their arm. That was it. That's right. I mean, I remember coming up the coming up the stage. First person I saw was Eddie Trunk and he had heard somebody die. He said, somebody's got killed the second stage. I'm like, oh my God. Then they closed the gate, like the, the door to the main stage and locked us in. They wouldn't let us leave. And security guards are like, yeah, well, there's another one right behind it where there's one tornado. There's always second. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, great. And my wife, my wife's with me. And she's like super into t- you know storm chasers and everything. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so she was but super scared, but super interested. But I'm like, yeah, well, Matt, you're getting your own uh, personal show right here. Wow. Well, that yeah, was scary. I,
0: that was the last time I saw Trickster. Hopefully it won't be the last time I get to see you with Trickster as a solo artist or one of these other acts as well. My special guest, PJ Farley, I'm really glad to have you on the show this week. An episode that has to, in some way, also mention, celebrate, and pay tribute to to one of our lost heroes. Eddie Van Halen recently passed away, and I want to give you a chance to tell us what he and his music mean to you.
2: Well, I mean, Eddie has, you know, shaped, you know, so much of my musical, you know, landscape. I mean, it's hard to put into words. I mean, I think everybody out there listening knows exactly what I mean. You, You can't find a person to not know what I'm talking about. And, you know, I was, you know, lucky enough to become uh, a social with him. And, you know, Steve Brown, my guitar player, you know, became friends with him. We were introduced to him by his tech, Matt Bruck, who is since, you know, been, you know, now he runs EVH. And uh, he kind of led us into the inner circle back in like 1991. And Ed just took a liking to Steve. And so... I had many of you know, many great fond memories of just me, Steve and Ed hanging out in the room and being normal and just chat chatting and uh you know um being just three guys. And so it's amazing to let alone meet the guy, considering what he's done for our childhood, like but then to just be in his presence as just somebody as a friend, like talking and like you know, just not just shaking his hand and taking a picture. It was really one of those, you know, special things that happened when it did happen. And uh, it happened a good handful of times for me, but yeah, I mean, Steve's been to his house in Malibu and it was, uh, we were definitely blessed with that. So, I mean, and a guy like that, and you can't say enough about him. I mean, No words. There's
0: no words. Yeah, well, that's uh, that, that's amazing and, and really cool that you got to share that time with him and get to know him. And uh, my condolences to you and, and all of us, the entire, you know, everybody on the planet. Yeah, everybody. Has, you know, we, we all lost a, a big chunk of our lives and our, our, our music, but that will live on. And I appreciate you sharing that story with us. Uh, the new album is fantastic. PJ Farley, there's a lot of substance to this music. You can tell it's from the heart. Very well-written, well-played, and state-of-the-art sonic quality, as I've continued to mention. It's called Accent the Change from High Vol Music. That's high H-I-G-H, high Find this guy at pjfarley.com. In the bottom left-hand corner of that website, there's a little cool arrow pointing you to all of PJ's social media networking sites. PJ, best of luck with the solo career and all the other business and music that you've got going on. (laughs) <laughs> thank you man I'm gonna need it uh, can you stick around for a couple of minutes I want to get a little extra content sure. for the Roncast that's my podcast where we have uncensored, uncensored interviews and bonus content sure man awesome thanks cool PJ Farley on the streets of rock and roll I'll be headed down the home stretch. segment 3 just around the bend And PJ in addition to what we've already discussed I have a few extra questions about some other topics first of all Did I lose you again?
2: You know, these phones, they call them phones, but you can't talk on them anymore.
0: I know, man. Well, I'm glad that uh, we got cut off. You can make records on them. Exactly, exactly. I'm glad we got cut off at a good time because the interview had wrapped and I've got a couple extra questions. In addition to what we've already discussed, uh, first of all, this is a big question that demands a big answer, but how do you see the future of the entertainment industry evolving in the wake of the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic?
2: Oh man, you know, I, I think, I think we're going to recover. I I honestly do. I think we've all learned a lot. We've all learned how to behave a little more consciously, um, health wise and, uh, you know, germ wise and hygienically. And I think that's a good thing overall, but I mean, people are talking about, well, when COVID goes away, well, COVID's not going to go away. We're either going to, we're going to have a, vaccine half the population is going to get it half the population isn't so we're still going to have a problem however you know maybe it'll be the people who are at risk of really getting affected by this will get it and be protected and those who will just get you know kind of a flu maybe lost a sense of smell you know more milder yeah symptoms you know they'll just kind of deal with it you know many 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 people have it got it and you know, live to tell. Um, And that's the state we're in right now. And that's preventing everybody from congregating and having shows and whatnot. And I get that. But down the road, when there is a vaccine, I think the people at risk of really suffering from it should get it. And everyone else who doesn't want to get it, fine, as long as you're okay with that. Um, But at the end of the day, I think we're going to recover. And I think it's going to go back to, you know, people need to get back to what they know and love and there's no way around it you know it's going to happen and if it's got to be people coming to shows in their car and watching from their car or just outside their car or you know venues have to completely overhaul the way people are spaced out and build things it's going to happen but it's coming back you know
0: there's no question about it. I hope you're right. the The music and will probably
2: sooner than later.
0: I sure hope so. The music will always live on, and the the music industry itself usually finds a way to evolve. Sometimes that's not in our best interests as artists, but it will survive and it will evolve. Now, politics. Uh, I don't need to know which side you're on, unless you want to express those views. Go right ahead. But what I want to, is is your take on how we, as entertainers can make our voices heard without alienating our audience, most of who just want us to shut up and sing and keep our opinions to ourselves?
2: I think, honestly, I think we as, as entertainers, yes, we do have a voice, but we can't abuse that voice and we can't take advantage of it. And I think, especially with politics, when you start talking, you start swaying and I don't think that's our position. I don't think that's our right, even though we have a voice. I think it's our right, I, I think it's our responsibility to make people aware that they need to be informed, and do their share in making a difference. Form their own opinion, do your own research, so we shouldn't be out there preaching, I think, one way or the other. I don't believe that that's why we're here that's you know some of us you know some uh, entertainers actors musicians whatever they kind of get on their high horse and think oh well i have two million followers and blah 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 well you're not gonna after that if you go on rants and trying good. to sway so just the best thing you could do is have tell people get informed get informed and make an informed decision in order to make a difference And leave it at that. Let people do it on their own, but stress the importance of gaining the knowledge.
0: Well said, man. And I wrestle with this topic myself all the time because it's in our DNA. As creative people, we have an urge and a desire to express ourselves, whether it's through music or lyrics or or, or spoken words. Right. And it's it's tough to to walk that line between saying what you feel and what you think without trying to to influence other people, tell them how to act or who to vote for, what to do. I'm always really really torn about that because social commentary and music has been it was a big part of my youthful years growing up in the sixties and seventies when artists would express their views and thoughts in lyric form and even famous athletes Muhammad Ali the greatest I mean he made a stand what if he just shut up and boxed or what if Ronald Reagan just shut up and acted and didn't get elected president so it's a tough topic for me I don't have any answers but I wanted your take on it and that was a great way to sum it up man thanks so much for your extra time for coming on the show and thanks for a great great new album man great to talk to you and once again best of luck I'll be right back after this Hey, this is Ron Keel from the Ron Keel Band, Steeler and Keel, and you got it, the right to shop at the coolest stores on the planet, specializing in all things 70s, 80s, and 90s. Retroactive and Retroactive Part 2 in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and online at shopretroactive.com. And I'll be there with you to celebrate Retroactive's Sweet Sixteen Anniversary Celebration on Saturday, July 31st. That's right, the Metal Cowboy live in-store at Retroactive. I'm going to play some music, take some photos, sign some autographs, basically shop all night and party all day. Music, movies, memorabilia, and more. Retroactive and Retroactive Part 2 have it all. Once again, I'm Ron Keel, and I can't wait to see you at Retroactive, Saturday, July 31st. Visit ShopRetroactive.com. Hello? Good afternoon, Rick. It's Ron Keel. Ron Keel, good to talk to you, sir. You too, man. Glad to catch up, and uh, congratulations on a fantastic album, man. I have really enjoyed getting to know this new record. Well,
1: thank you very much. It was... uh... It was, a, it was a pain in the butt to write, but uh, we tried to go at it in a whole different direction than we've done anything else, and uh, I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of my guys for putting up with me.
0: <laughs> I can imagine, man. I'm looking forward to talking about it on the show this week. I am ready to roll when you are, except while I've got you, and you've got a great phone signal, can I get a liner from you for the radio show? This is Rick Rule. Sure thing. Rick Rule from EMN on the streets of rock and roll with Ron Keel. You ready? Yeah. Hey, this is Rick Rule from EMN, and you're on the streets of rock and
1: roll with Ron Keel. Crank it up, baby!
0: One hell of an opening song. That is Getaway, the lead track from the new album by EMN, Resurrect the Faithful, on high Vol music. I've got the man behind the madness and the masterpiece on the studio line <laughs> right now. Founder and front man of Every Mother's Nightmare, Rick Rule. Rick, how are you, dude? Man, I'm great, man.
1: First off, I want to tell you, it was a total honor playing with you a couple of weeks ago. We've been banging around this country for years and years, and I've never got to go see you or never got to play with you, and it was a true honor, honor for me. 'Cause uh I've followed you for a long time. So I just I had to get that out out of out in the open right then right now. All right <laughs> on.
0: That was my first uh comment or question right there. First of all, man. It was great seeing you and the band and uh what a great show. And a double fisted uh, show, two fisted punch, man. EMN and Ron Kiel band invaded Kansas City a couple of weeks back and it was a blast hope we'll do it again and we'll talk more about that later on but right now the big headline is your new album resurrect the faithful congratulations on a great record man your new 11 song collection i premiered the title track on this show last week got an amazing response everybody loves it man as artists rick we seem to always have to say in interviews we got to say this yeah this is the best album i've ever made but in this case i really believe you feel that way
1: yeah man i i really do uh uh you know i took a it, i took a it took a lot of years to build uh i had to build rebuild some bridges that i'd uh that i'd crushed uh on my way uh to get here but you know i i go at everything uh pretty much uh you know ask backwards i gotta go at it the hard way and learn my lessons so uh but i really just uh uh i've learned a lot and uh uh i finally got with five guys that are in the same uh frame of mind is me you know it's about nothing more than the you know your 11 or 12 songs is what you live by by record and uh, uh i i really believe that this is the best stuff i've ever wrote and, uh wrote and i've ever written um and uh you know my guys uh, once again i gotta always uh, uh i thank them for putting up with me because it's hard to get it out of my head you know my bass player Troy goes. If we can just get what's in your head on to this neck of this bass guitar, we will be okay. <laughs> so, That's awesome.
0: Uh, <laughs> well said by by all your guys, and I really enjoyed getting to know them at that show we did a couple of weeks back. The chemistry is absolutely working, and it shows in the passion, the energy, the anger, and the excitement of these new tracks uh your best release so far I'm speaking with EMN frontman Rick Rule and Rick there's more than just this great collection of songs there's also a documentary film about the making of this project here's to the ones the documentary made its worldwide premiere September 27th on the bravewards.com social networks and it's a really cool piece of work man plug the film and talk about the upcoming DVD release
1: Uh man um the, I was really scared to do a documentary because, you know, I've seen a million documentaries and the first thing I wanted to do is I didn't want it to be an hour and a half long, you know, where, you know, there's only so much stuff you can see in the studio and so much, uh, idiot things that we do that you can stand and, <laughs> in one setting, you know? So I just wanted to be short and sweet, kind of, kind of give a little insight to what the band is and what we are and the process of writing and, and recording and, uh, you know, and, and showing a little bit of how stupid we are, you know. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, when I saw it for the first time, I was really floored by it because, uh, you know, uh, it was just—it wasn't nothing like I expected or nothing like I've seen before. So, and I gotta, I gotta give a lot of uh, uh, a props to Bill Chavis on that, you know. Cause uh, he, he's always been, he's always had my back. He's always looking out for me, even though I'm doing something wrong. He's always, yeah. he's always looking out for best for me. And, and I'm sure he does you too. You know, uh, uh, he, he's just uh, one of those cats, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of, you know, finally doing one of these things and, uh, and getting it out there. And, uh, I can't wait. we got to do a little, we're doing a little question and answer thing, uh, here in a couple of days about it. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm just uh, I'm I'm real happy. I'm in a real good spot with my music. I'm in a good spot with my people, and my home people. So, uh, you know, it's life is good right now. So, yeah, certainly <laughs> got to
0: get. Uh, I'll reiterate that plug for Bill Chavis at High Vol Music. He's always had your back. He's uh, the biggest E M N fan on the planet. He's had my back, and now you <laughs> and I are on the same label, High Vol Music. Great to be label mates with you. And Bill does it right, right He And with all his heart. And uh, certainly got to got to give him a huge uh vote of thanks and gratitude during this interview a few months back you guys had announced that there would be no more live shows for emn in 2020 you bent that rule to right. hook up with me and the band in kansas city on september 12th where do you stand rick on the COVID 19 crisis and doing more gigs like that in the future
1: man i'm still i'm trying to get do gigs i'm trying to do the um the hell with the COVID virus tour you know <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, you know i'm like you man i'm a road dog i just I, that's all i know is going out and writing songs record them and go out and play them so uh i just want to go out and play you know as soon as we can uh i lost six overseas shows over this thing and uh i haven't got to go there yet and i, I was going to get to go this year i had six shows lined up uh-huh. and, and that kind of knocked me out of that so um you know, uh I just want it all to get back to normal and uh you know, I want everybody to be safe and do their thing, you know, but um uh, uh I just want to go out and play <laughs> just like you, man.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And and we I I can't uh agree with you more. You and your band and my band are a perfect fit together, man. We showed that in Kansas City. We do have another show oh, on yeah. the horizon, the Smoking Country Saloon Bike Rally now rescheduled for May 28th, 2021. I'm looking forward to that and many more shows with you uh, next year. And right on, Brad. Right on. Right
1: on. I'm with you. <laughs>
0: now, I, I know, Rick, you have, and, and this was a great rap. During the gig, when I saw you play this song, uh, listening to your, your speech prior to the song really hit home. I know you've got a love-hate relationship with that signature single, the hit, Love Can Make You Blind. Talk about the decision to re-record that song for this new album.
1: Well, you know, when I did my first record, I want to, I'll say straight up, I got signed after 13 shows. I didn't have the skill or the knowledge to do records back then. You know, all I knew, all I knew then was I wanted a record deal and I was going to get a record deal. And then I got a record deal, but I really didn't know what to do with the record deal because I, like I said, I didn't have the skills or the knowledge. So I, I had to go you know ask first and 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 learn the hard way but you know uh, I for a long time I really hated that song cuz I have play I got to play that song everywhere I go but you know I just sit back and thought about it I said you know th- it's a good song and it's you know it really what it, it th- that song got me from living in a 10 by 20 store all unit to going all over the all over the country and and everywhere you know just doing everything and got me you know, out. So uh, I just really thought, you know, now that I've got a band that I'm really comfortable with and the band's comfortable with it, they did that as a favor for me. You know, they didn't have to do that. I asked them, I said, we got time in the studio. I would really like to just do a revamped version of Love Can Make You Blind and you know how many times do you really get to do that in this kind of business you know where you do something and you got to live with it forever and ever once it's on vinyl you know or on a cd or whatever so my band was like you know what richard if you want to do it let's do it and uh, so we just kind of you know the way we play it's not exactly like the record but you know we've kind of grown and it's just uh it's morphed into what it is and and I just wanted to do it. That's felt in my gut that I really wanted to do it from the people that, that have listened to it for all these years and followed me. And, and, uh, you know, um, my fans, I love the fans more than anything If and whoever's in this business and think that it's not about the fans and the fans don't, uh, make this thing go. They're crazy. You know, um, so that's why I did it. You know, I just, it, it, it made me feel better. Hopefully, when other people hear it, they go, yeah, you know, cool, I understand.
0: So, uh, no, you
1: know, this yeah. this something I wanted to do for my gut, you know.
0: Well, it's working. Good call and a great version of that classic song. You and I have uh, certainly walked a lot of the same paths, we are cut from the same cloth. I uh, I had a record deal as well before I knew what the hell I was doing and I've had to learn the hard way like you have. Plus, we both have our roots in the quote hair metal uh genre and we both uh, have a southern side to us as well. How do you balance that hair metal history with your southern heart and soul both in your music and in your marketing?
1: Well, you know, I can't I can't deny what I am, you know, everything I do and the way just the way I talk gives my Southern away, you know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I grew up, my uncle worked for Charlie Daniels for 29 years. So that was engraved in my, in my bones. And, um, you know, uh, it's this part of me, you know, it's no matter what I do, it's going to be Southern. It's going to be, um, it's going to be rock and roll. And, you know, the eighties is what the eighties was. And, um, you can't, you know, you had to have a little song like love with Mickey blind to get, to get a deal in the 80s, and that's what you had to do. So um, um, it's just part of life, you know. It's just something you got to live with, and you just kind of – you know, I think this record here, when I was listening to it, I said, man, it's got so many – the new record has got so many, uh, you know, so many throwbacks to things that I loved growing up listening to music. For Every back – all all the way back from you know Van Halen Priest everything we used to listen to man and you know and you know that people say well you might is that copying I say no that's to me that's a you know throwing homage you know that's stuff I love and uh you know, uh, that's what you do with music. You take what you love from other people's music, and you try to make things out of it your own. In my book, I might be—I might be wrong, but
0: you are um, right. You it, hit the nail right on the head, man. And I got that listening to this record because I was a big fan of your previous album, The Southern Way. And I didn't know what to expect when I listened to this new album, Resurrect the Faithful. But it, it is very diverse, and I describe it more in terms of those different emotions. Passion, anger, excitement, as opposed to hair metal or southern rock or whatever you might want to call it. It's passionate, it's exciting, and it's really damn good. Resurrect the Faithful, the provocative new album yeah. from EMN, Every Mother's Nightmare. 11 tracks of larger than life, new music, featuring the first single, Breathe and a new recording of their top hit, Love Can Make You Blind. The official release date is October 23rd. It's available at EMNrocks and hiveallmusic.com. Follow them on Facebook at EMN Band. Rick, congratulations again, man. Great album, and I look forward to talking you. to you again and seeing you soon. Yes, sir, mate. I look forward to it. I can't wait to play again, man. I had a great time. Me too, man, and congratulations. I know you've got your work cut out for you the next couple of months promoting this album, and I'm sure it's going to pay off.
1: Thank you, man.
0: I hope so. <laughs> you got it, man. Great conversation. I really appreciate you, and I really do dig the record. The production is fantastic, by the way. You guys really uh, – and I I did not see the documentary yet because it's being released on the 25th, or I think, uh, tomorrow is I think the date. It's, a, it's Sunday, whatever, Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I well, think so it's I, the 25th. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but this show will launch on Monday. So I had to pretend it <laughs> looked like I'd already seen it. I, I can tell you. Good. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. And I'm really excited for you. And I'm, I'm very pleased that we're label mates and brothers in blood, my friend.
1: Right on, brother. Thank you, man.
0: Thank you. Take care. And I'll talk to you again soon.
1: All right, brother. All right. Bye
0: hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ron keel podcast as always it's a blast a pleasure an honor and a thrill thanks for letting me entertain you Ah! find the metal cowboy online at ronkeel.com